Hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jeremy Hotel Marriott, coming to you from the most isolated city in the world, Perth, Western Australia. Today, we're going to be talking to a young man whose peers describe him as the kindest person they've ever met. A man whose story includes being in the military, becoming homeless and a young father, then helping other veterans recover from their wounds. He's now lucky enough to be pursuing his purpose in life. A man I'm honoured to call one of my best mates, Mr. Aaron Littlespoon Young. Hey mate, welcome to the show. Hey man, thanks for having me. How's it going in Brisbane today? Good, dude. Good. A little bit, a uh, little bit wet, a little bit cold. Lovely. So I know. I, uh, that's the same here in Perth. So um, I haven't seen you since we were we were filming in Sydney. I know we've talked a little bit uh, over over Instagram. What's been um, What's been happening with you? Oh, mate, heaps. Works um, Works flat out. Uh, and obviously, still still training. Um, working a lot with uh, you know Sean getting prepped. Um, you know, for us to head back to Sydney, hopefully. Um, some other gigs coming up here on the Gold Coast, so it's pretty much just just training and planning, really. Yeah, planning so you, that's so you're you're now pursuing the full on pursuing the the film career. Yeah, I mean, I'm working at the uh, the Soldier Recovery Centre in Brizzy as well. Um, we we're the only SRC in Australia that didn't close up, so we've been able to help those um, you know those wounded soldiers during that during that crazy stuff. So, so, so with that. Um, helping those guys at, 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 I know you're, you're in the artillery, um, for a while. Can you tell me about, about your experience there? <laughs> it was interesting. Um, very challenging. I think, um, it's, I guess it's very dependent on where you go. Do you know what I mean? Um, I mean, fantastic. Like job was fantastic. It, you know, helped me, um, you know, grow and develop and learn so many new skills. I got to do some awesome stuff. I mean, I got to blow stuff up, you know what I mean, for a few years, which is incredible. Um, I think with a young family, though, it's it can be quite challenging. Yeah, because I remember you, you saying that was at the end of, uh, of your army career, it was actually one of the, the darkest times you had in your life. Mm. If, if, um, if we could get a little bit more into that. Um, that'd be great if you could tell me what was going on then. Yeah, man. So, like, I became a dad fairly young. Um, you know, I joined the army, I think, at 20, 21, I think. Shipped off to Townsville. Um, you know, I met my partner, Catherine, at the time. We had Leo, I think, when I was 23. So I was really only, like, maybe a year deep, mm. uh, you know, into, into my first posting with the army. Um so, you know, it, it was quite challenging, like obviously trying to balance, you know, being, being a young father, um, you know, trying to be a soldier, trying to like, you know, especially develop as a soldier um, and, you know, still trying to work myself out. Yeah. You know I mean, like I, I still didn't know where I wanted to go as well. Yeah. Um, so, so you, you still hadn't figured out your, your purpose of, mm. of what you were trying to achieve in your, in your life, mm. I guess. I mean, same for me. I joined the army because I didn't really have anything better to do mm. pretty much. 
But um, I know when you went to leave, it kind of all, all, all fell apart for you, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Um, there was a couple of times there where I tried to, you know, switch jobs um, within the army. It didn't didn't quite go to plan, obviously, because of the, the little man and, and my partner at the time. Things just didn't work out. Um, so towards the end, I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm not... I'm not working towards an end goal here. Like I, I just keep going further and further down. So I made a decision to get out, um, got offered an awesome, awesome job um, with a civil company um, as a laborer down in Yamba. Like, okay. Met double the money I was on in the military. Like it was sick. Um, and then I think a week out or just shy of a week out of my discharge date, um, the head like overarching company actually started laying people off. Ah. Oh. So I, I was like, oh, like my, my job's gone. Like, oh my God, you know, I'm going to be, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to have anything. Um, yeah. Super, super, super stressful time. Um, at, at that time as well, my partner, Catherine uh, and I had separated. So I was, you know, a single dad, um, you know, moved out of the rental that I was in with my mates and yeah, it was, it was insane. You know, got out, I ended up, you know, with no job, essentially, I was, you know, I was broke. I was, I was living off my, um, you know, whatever leave I had, like whatever sick leave I had paid out to me. That was, that was all I had. Mm. Um, you know, I ended up living out of my car. I had a suitcase with everything in it. Um, you're trying to find work, trying to find stability, trying to be a dad. It was crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. And then what happened, what happened after that to, 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 to pull you out of that? Yeah. You know? I was lucky that that I have some family here in Brizzy and the Goldie. Um, I, you know, even though I was couch surfing a lot, I still had, you know, at least sort of some some place to go occasionally. Um, mm. They were obviously as supportive, you know, as they could be. Um, you know, they kind of you know helped give me some stability so that I could clear my mind at least. A good friend of mine. Um, obviously saw that I was going down quite a, a dark path. Um, he reached out to me and said, you know, like, dude, what are you, what are you doing, man? Like, yes, this, this bad stuff's happened. You know, you can keep complaining about it. You can keep sitting here, you know, wallowing in your own sorrow. And, you know, ah, saying, there he is. There he is. <laughs> um, you know, and then he basically said, if you don't change your mind, man, like if you don't pull your shit together, you, you know, you're going to lose everything. You know, you're going to lose, you're going to lose yourself and then, you know, you're going to lose your family. So it was, it was pretty full on. Does he want to say hello? Do you, do you want to say a quick hello? Say hi. Hi. Hello, Leo. How are you? Can, can you hop out for a sec? It's on the bench. It's on the bench. Go get it. I got him a vegan donut. He's so keen. Oh, really? <laughs> You haven't told him yet. It's healthy for him that I guess. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but you mm. ended up you ended up getting back in the army because now you were saying that you're working at the soldier recovery center. Yeah. So I I held on to like an inactive sort of reserves, um, uh, not a position. Essentially, it's like when I discharged from the military, I didn't go full complete separation. Um, I stayed as a circat three, which is a, an inactive reserve. Oh, so you had like a backup just in case everything. Just in case. Even then, like people didn't have positions, 
for me. Do you know what I mean? It was, you know, I tried reaching out. Everybody's like, we're full. We can't put you on. Yada, yada, yada. So even that in itself backfired in a way. Um, it was probably a few months into this year. I think it was March this, this year, actually. Um, right place, right time. A couple of my friends were leaving the soldier recovery center and yeah, I was lucky enough to get in there and, and jump in a position. So yeah, really, really lucky. It is really grateful for it. How, how things fall into place, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And, and, you know, although that was a dark time for you, you know, obviously that would have given you gifts and you learned a lot of lessons from, from what happened there. hundred percent. Yeah. Any any particular that you want to share? I think for me, it, you know, there's a lot more that I could go into. Um, I, th- I think for me at that time, that was that was my rock bottom. Um, you know, I, I f- it felt like I'd lost everything. You know yeah. what I mean? And you know, um, you know, I, I couldn't see my son at the at the time due to other things happening. Um, you know, I had, I had no money. I couldn't put food on the table. Um, I had no sense of belonging. I had no purpose. I was literally just, you know, sitting at home going like, what, what am I doing? What am I doing? Um, you know, once, once my mate said what he said to me, you know, and I sort of took a step back and I was like, dude, like you really need to get your shit together. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's people relying on you. You've yeah. got this little dude relying on you. Um, so I obviously started to like reach out to people. I ended up getting work as a, as a laborer um, for rendering. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, which is crazy, but it put food on the table. Do you know that's what I mean? That's right. Um, you know, that you, you can. Bit, that's it. That took a little bit of stress off financially. And then I was kind of able to sort of sit back and, and work out a plan. Um, a big thing was seeing a counselor actually. Um, mm. I, w- I was quite scared to, to go out there, you know, there's that big stigma of guys asking for help. And, and that was, that was me. I think I was, I was too proud. I was too stubborn. I was like, nah, nah, like I know, I know what I'm, you know, I know what I'm doing. I'm good. I'll work it out. Well, that's, that's from being in a, I guess, in a all male dominated environment where you, you can't show that vulnerability. You can't say, Hey, I need help because you're going to get there your peer's ego is going to come out and judge you straight away, you know? And I saw it myself because I was in a little bit before you, I was in late nineties and it was just, I joined and it was like joining a big football club. You know, you couldn't, you couldn't show anything. And it's great to see actually the changes that have been happening in the defense force with that, you know, hundred percent. It is, um, you know, it's changing quite rapidly as well. Obviously people are becoming a lot more aware of it. Um, but yeah, dude, I was, you know, especially while I was still in, I was very, very scared to ask for help. And I think that was a, I guess, a precursor as to why I was feeling that way when I got out. Once I got over that, that fear, essentially, you know, I was like, I have control now. Exactly. You know, I have control over my life. Um, you know, so, so I started reaching out to, to psychs and stuff like that. And they're helping me, you know, delve through my, you know, my thoughts um, you know, my actions and emotions and like why I was feeling a certain way, why I didn't do this, you know, why I couldn't, you know, heaps of stuff. It's just, it's fascinating. Yeah, And, and also you were quite young at the time, you know, exactly. I hadn't really yeah. experienced life. 
But um, I, I, I guess from our talk in Sydney that you've actually found your at least your employment purpose now in, in, in film and TV. How's that going? Really, really good. Obviously, because of this COVID stuff, it's put everything on hold. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, really good. Um, I think this COVID, you know, COVID's a bit of a, a blessing and a curse, you know what I mean? It's because we're at home, I was like, I've got all this free time now. I can start training. This is sick. I'm loving this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but then again, I'm working at Soldier Recovery Center throughout that too. Yeah, that was pretty good. So I was, I was I was still able to help people, um, which is a really big thing for me, um, you know, and still practice my craft as well. Um, now, now, when you mean training, do you mean like physical training or acting courses or, or, or what is that? Yeah, all of it. Physical, emotional, you know, craft work, you know, everything I can get my hands on. Um, you know, I was... I guess I made a promise to myself when I was in that, that dark place a while ago that you know, I never wanted to be there again. Um, I realized that like time, time is so precious. You know, life is so short. Mm. If I'm going to go for something, I need to go for it. Um, so yeah, physical, um, doing lots of online training with Sean Lynch. Um, he's working at the factory with Christopher Summers, um, doing vocal coaching with Diane Eden. She's, fantastic incredible incredible woman um i bought this awesome setup for home so i've been able to do heaps of monologue practice at home um you know all sorts of cool stuff but it's star now had more opportunities going during covid you know what i mean there was so much work from home so so you start star now is that like a is that like a website or something like that yeah um pretty much like a platform where people obviously post jobs and you can, you know, obviously apply for it. Anything from acting extras, um, you know, influencing photography, uh, videography, oh, okay. huge range. But that's like yeah. a, for, for freelancers, like they just post the jobs up and then you uh, uh, apply. Yeah. Um, you know, agencies get on there and, um, you know, put out requests for people. It's, it's really good. I think he found Thanks. the donut. <laughs> Yeah, he did. Cutie. So, uh, how much uh, have you have you been doing many auditions? I've had a couple for some short films. Um, there's a few like student films that are happening as well. Um, got this awesome audition for like a uh, it's like a psychological um, like post-apocalyptic like horror thriller. Um, it's, it's, it's awesome. Complete opposite of who I am hmm. um, as a person. So it's going to be really, really interesting to delve into it. So that's, so, that, that's a short film, is it? Or Yeah. I think it's a paid short film. Oh, okay. These guys are doing up here in Brizzy. So yeah, it should be really good. Um, I'm a mic, like a boom operator. For this oh, really? other little short film that's happening up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. I'm keen to just jump into anything. To yeah. Honest. I mean, yeah, you want to get into the industry as much as you can. I guess it's mm. also that's like a, um, a, a same as mechanical. It's like, oh, I know a guy. They're like, oh, we need a guy to this. Oh, you know, I worked with this guy on a short film. I think he's the guy you're looking for. I'll get him in, you know. Um, but I suppose that's that's like all the industries, you know. 100%. You know. 
So if this takes off, you're acting and... Uh, when? You, no, if it when does. When it takes off. <laughs> KP, perfect use of language. When? So when it takes off, you remember the little people, of course. But um, so where, where would you see yourself in like five years? Are you going to Keanu it? If you become famous, do you know what I mean? That'd like, be good. Like, just be living in, like, in a, just an ordinary house, or are you going to be like George Clooney it and just. Nah. Full Keanu. Full Keanu. Um, yeah, full Keanu. I think, um, you know, this, this for me, the moment, the moment that I jumped into this, it completely changed my life. Do you know what I mean? Once. I was sort of coming out of that dark place. I decided to go and do um, a masterclass with Chris Summers and two days in itself just completely, completely flipped my my life around. Mm -hmm. I found a different part of me that I never even knew existed. I was like, holy crap, like I'm capable of so much. And I think, you know, when this does take off, you know, I'd obviously love to get some, you know, some good roles, a leader be fantastic, but you know, I'm happy to, to, to do anything with it you know, wherever it goes. I'm happy to just roll with the punches and see That's where it the takes right me. Attitude. Cause you're not doing it for the money. You're doing it because it makes you happy. hundred percent. Um, yeah. I've got some side hustles that I want to do as well. And, Oh, let's talk about those. There's, there's I, love, stuff here. I love side hustles. <laughs> what's, what's the, uh, what's the main one that you've been thinking about of your side hustles? Um, you don't want to let the secret out of the bag or <laughs> no, I've, um, I've actually been offered a position as the, uh, the agent for extra specialists. They're, a, um, like an acting and extras and stunts company up here in Brisbane, uh, that's kicking off like just absolutely insane, incredible, incredible opportunity. Um, so I want to have a good crack at that. Yeah. They're, I also they're want all... to open up like, sorry. Yeah. They're, they're all veterans, aren't they? And, yeah. um, they were on the Danger Close movie, I think. Yeah. Were you on that? Yeah. Were you in that production? No, you missed no, out. No, I was. Um, I was actually at my unit. They actually used a lot of dudes from my unit. Um, I think I was away on a course at the time, and I and I just missed out. Yeah, because that's cast. got um, that's got the guy out of Vikings in it, and and a couple of Aussie guys in it. Yeah, yeah, I remember going and seeing that. That's that's a good film. Hmm. But uh, that's great that the, you, there's there's a company that's just for for army versions and stuff. Hundred percent, and it's it's given these guys a, a a place of belonging and purpose again. You know what I mean? It's something that I was looking for, you know, that that I never even knew was there. Um, so a lot of guys that were in the same position as me, it's giving them a place to go. Um, you know, even just to hang out, you know, jump on the wires. They've got heaps of cool stuff there. They're doing with stunts and. You know, weapons and you know all, all sorts of cool stuff, man. It's it's going to be incredible. Was it finally? Was it was it a bit daunting about looking at what you're needing to do to to get these roles with all the work that needs to go in? Yeah, um, yeah. I think the biggest thing for me was that fear of failure. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I'm not scared of of putting in the work. Um, I know it's going to take a lot, um, but for me, it's definitely that, you know, getting over that, 
those internal barriers, the fear of failure, the fear of judgment, um, you know, all those things, they're, they're the, the biggest blockers for me that I'm trying to get over at the moment. That's something that I'm working through with my psych a lot too. Um, yeah. So what, what's, yeah. The, what's the hardest thing you've come up against so far? Besides the fear of failure in the training you've been doing, what's the, what's, what's the hardest thing you've, you've found to like master or, or, or get a grasp of? Being relaxed. Um, my, my vocal coach straight away, the first session we, we had together within the first two minutes, she was like, you have so much tension you know, in your mouth, in your throat, in your face. Um, just straight away, straight off the bat. And that's something that I've struggled with quite a lot. Um, you know, so the more that I'm you know, working through one thing, you know, obviously there's, there's other things that are popping up that I'm, that I'm working through too, that I wasn't aware of. Um, another big thing for me is balance. Um, again, I've got a little man, I'm a single dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a little know, man too. Yeah. Like trying to work full time. Um, you know, if, if I don't go to work at SRC, obviously won't get money. I can't put that on the table. So it's trying to balance, um, you know, being a dad working, um, you know, everything else at the same time. It's, that's probably the biggest challenge I think for me. So uh, you've got, you've got your son all the time or? Uh, week on week off. Okay. So like 50%. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. Um, his mother and I have worked for a lot. Mm. So, a challenge in itself very interesting journey it is when people are different but so long as so long as everyone's just thinking about him that's that's the main point you know that's exactly right yeah i mean i found i found i know we're here to talk about you but i i found that mostly that um my son his the way he he takes on love is with time spent it's not about buying it's not about buying a dollar toy car compared to a hundred dollar toy car. He just wants you there playing with that car. Um, 100%. And it took me a while to actually, to actually recognize that. Um, Cause I came from a, a, a very poor family. Did you, were you straight onto that? Like that, that he just wants time or, or cause I know you, you sound incredibly busy. I think for the first few years, no, um, there was, there was a big part of me that, um, you know, I guess in the back of my mind, I was like, I want to give him what I didn't have as a kid. So a lot of that was, I guess, in a way where you were saying materialistic, um, things, um, you know, I was like, Oh, that, that makes him happy. You know, like I'll get him this stuff will make him happy. Um, the more, um, obviously time went on, the more that I am learning about myself, the more that I'm learning about my past, um, especially from things that have programmed my mind from a very young age. Um, you know, that's helped me realize, um, you know, exactly what you were saying is, is more quality time now. And especially with him, he's, you know, a very loving kid. He's a very affectionate kid. He, you know, he thrives, thrives off that physical connection and that quality time. Um, you know, so yeah, it's definitely trying to pay more attention to that with him. It's, yeah. it's really interesting. Really so, interesting. So you'd go from, from, uh, um, uh, uh, 
I'm, I'm assuming this is your plan is, is if you do take this side hustle, um, being an agent, you'd, you'd leave your role now helping at the SRC, helping the recovery, the recovery of the soldiers and, and go and do that as your, your main gig. And then until obviously the acting takes over. That's the plan. Um, you know, my end goal, I've, I've always said that I've wanted to own my own business and I want to have, um, you know, the scope there to work from home or work anywhere in the world. Um, you know, and that'd give me the opportunity to obviously be you know, home a little bit more with him or, or to travel with him, you know, and still be able to get work done, you know, but still be able to spend some time there too. There's, there's always that, you know, that sacrifice. It's always that yeah. factor. Um, you know, as, as much as I love helping, you know, soldiers, um, it's very rewarding. I think that that part of my life is, is finishing you know, is, up, is, is finishing up. Do you know what I mean? And, um, you know, and, and this industry, especially with the arts, is just so, you know, for me, it's incredible. You know, I, I love it. it it's, it's all I want. Um, mm. So hopefully fingers crossed all goes well. Um, yeah. And I'll be able to drop off the, drop off the soldier recovery center stuff and, Sorry about that. Someone's trying to call me. He's just a popular man. Ah, uh, just uh, I just hung up on him too. Why is he still? Why is it still ringing? Oh no! What's going on? Turn it off. Throw it. <laughs> Throw my laptop. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the guys I was in the army with. Actually, he runs Forge Three, which is like the. You know, he runs a forge where the uh, soldiers that are um, having issues go up there and they take a little break and they make knives and stuff like that. No. I've never never heard of that. Yeah, that's Yeah. Yeah, he does that. It's um, it's really good. They do a fishing comp and stuff like that as well. I've never been up there because I think it's in far north Queensland. A bit Mm. far from WA. Um, So, yeah, well, I, I, I fully agree, you know, with the advent now of all the streaming services, you know, Instagram TV, Amazon Prime, Stan, Netflix and everything, that, that obviously the film industry and acting industry is actually going to become a mainstream career now. Whereas, you know, I'm, I'm 40 years old. When I was a kid, uh, even into my 20s, um, you, you wouldn't – it would be a pipe dream. If someone said, oh, I'm going to be an actor, they'd be like, there's no way. You know, come on, mate. <laughs> yeah, come on, mate. Be realistic. <laughs> but no, I 100% agree. Like, and 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 I think it's going to be a, a a good career where people, even if they don't get leading roles, that they can get constant roles, and and mm. they're making enough money to 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 survive, but also be happy with what they want to do. You know, now I've seen many guys that. Um, that, that that should have been their their career, but but didn't have the opportunity, you know. Mm. Yeah. So we're nice. going to see you. We're going to see you jumping off buildings and on fire and stuff like that soon. Have you done any 100%. stunt? Hundred percent. Have you done stunt courses yet? No, not yet. Um, that's a big uh, big thing with XS. Actually, they're looking to set up like a full blown uh, stunts course. Um, mm. Heaps of stuff with like uh, like weapons in mm-hmm. film, like how to hold weapons properly, which is a massive, massive thing. Um, they've just bought uh, an ex-police a car that they're going to use as a stunt car. Um, okay. They've got some some bikes, some buggies, man. They they're going to be doing all sorts of stuff. Um, 
Because there is a there, there is a stunt school in Narang in, in mm. Queensland. Is that I think that's the only one. The Gold Coast Stunt Park, I think. Yeah. Mm. I think so. Mm. Up this way. Yeah, because I was looking um, at doing a course with those guys. Mm. But it's three I think three and a half thousand dollars for two weeks. You know? Yep. That's yep. um I think um you know, I think the managing director of Excess and Gold Coast Stunt Park are actually really good mates. Mm. Um, you know, so I think they'll probably end up working out, um, you know, something between them two. I, I have, honestly have no idea how it's going to work out. Um, I, I know that it's going to be massive yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I yeah. some big name people coming in to, to do it. So I'll come over and do a course as soon as the borders open. That's the issue at the moment. Yep. I mean, I'm so I'm so lucky that I'm in WA that we've got such low, um, low in in infection, um, but um, yeah, just the borders being closed. Mm. You know, uh, they must be in, in the room. So I'm just getting asked where the where the car keys are, where the donuts are, <laughs> where the donuts are. Man, <laughs> man, I've been working out. Leave me alone. <laughs> Um, if there's one, if there's one stereotype, obviously you tell people now that, oh, I'm, I'm going into, to acting. Um, what's the, the general reaction from people? Is it positive? Is it, um, negative? Both. Do you know what I mean? There's always, um, you know, there's always positive and negative stuff. Um, you know, especially people. Uh, you know, you always see the dudes that are like, oh, oh, really? Like, man, come on. Like, that's not a, that's not really a career, bro. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And then you get the other people like, dude, go for it. You know, we always thought you'd be jumping on there. Um, so I guess it's just being, being conscious of those, those personalities and how to, how to handle it. Having your own barriers up. And you don't, you, you don't let it get to you. No, not anymore. It used to be a big thing for me. Um, you know, once, once I was younger, um, I think definitely in the military as well. Um, but it's, it's just something that I've learned and become more aware of. Mm. I think lately. And, you know, again, it comes down to that life is short concept. Um, yeah, very much you know, so. If you're going to do it, do it. Who yeah. cares what people think? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A hundred percent, you know, and you don't want to be, you know, on your like, on your deathbed or, or get sick. And then all of a sudden, oh, um, I should have, you know, I should have had a go. hundred percent. Mm, there was a, um, this thing that I was watching ages ago. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he talks about, um, you know, if you were lying, uh, you know, on your, on your deathbed, um, and there's all these people surrounding you and they're all the versions of yourself. Um, that one point in your life, you're like, I really want to try this. Um, you know, but I'm too scared. Or, you know, I'm worried what people are going to think of me. And, you know, each of those versions are standing around your bed saying like, you know, mm. I mean, you, you could have, you could have been there. So all you had to do is just have a go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you've had to that's, live with this regret for your whole life. That's such a good way to look at it. You know, mm. well, I think we're just about out of time. If, um, if anyone wants to reach out to you or, or have a chat or ask some questions, how can they uh, how can they get a hold of you? 
Um, more than happy to, you know, leave my, my mobile or an email or, do you want to just tell them your, your Instagram or your, <laughs> yeah, your right, go on. TikTok now? Uh, well, go ahead. You, t- you tell them and your, and your Facebook and, and whatever, and then I'll put it in the show notes afterwards. Yeah, so. sweet. Um, so, yeah, Instagram's just Aaron.youngs. Uh, um, pretty stunning, handsome. Uh, you know, DP, you won't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Facebook's the same, just Aaron Youngs. Um, yeah. Email? Yeah. Uh, Aaron underscore Youngs. Wow. I know. Original, right? (laughs) Creative. All right. Thanks for the chat, man. We hope to see you on the big screen soon. And when the borders open, I'll definitely catch up with you on the East Coast. Thanks, man. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, man. See ya. Love you, bro.